Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about the Yankees. It's that time of the year when we give you them previews, predictions, if you care about them or not, and how we feeling about the team. Yeah, we used to do kind of general MLB preview recap episodes, but last year we started the Yankees-specific ones, and that'll still involve checking in on other teams around the league too, especially this year is the first year with a quote-unquote balanced schedule where they play every other team. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, this is basically just an overall recap going into the season after the offseason with whatever moves they made and all that, which we'll get into. And I guess just to set the scene of where they're at right now, Yankees got embarrassed in the playoffs last year by the Astros. I don't even know how they made it to the ALCS. This just happens year over year. They might start off good, but then they suck in August or during the summer, and then their bats just go dead at any given time, and the Astros are always better. Yeah, I mean, we're at a sad point in the sports franchise right now. When we're used to being the main character, you know, the MLB (laughs) revolves around the Yankees. We all know that. We're just going through a rough patch. This like the when you're watching a series and you know that season like three to five is usually like ass. <laughs> a lot of filler, boring. Let's get to the end. Let's do the, the finale. Funny enough, today my boss asked me randomly, doesn't even watch baseball like that, but I guess just making conversation was like, Hey Kev, you think the Yankees taking it all this year? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, def not. I think she could sense that it was more like a fuck no, you know, like <laughs> definitely not hell no. But Yeah, we're at that point, and it's sad to, like, talk about your favorite team like that. Even if it was actually a shitty team, because that's the thing. The Yankees aren't a bad team on paper, but we play like we are a terrible team. We have some of the best talent, some of the best pitching, some of the best hitting, obviously, and then we just can't make anything happen when it matters. And, again, it sucks. It's sad because I'm starting to see what the Knicks, the Mets, what the Tampa Bay Rays feel like, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's not good when you're comparing yourselves to those franchises. Cleveland, maybe? Yeah, I don't know, where you just have many chances. And I know, being super dramatic, like, we won in 9 But no matter how bad your team actually is, you don't want to think about your team like that. Like, they're not going to win, and that's what it's kind of feeling like. But it's also the nature of the franchise of this World Series or bust attitude where, yeah, the Yankees might be top two, top three, top five teams in at least the AL, and arguably in the whole league at certain points, but that's not good enough. You just don't feel confident that they'll be consistent. I feel like that's been the biggest thing across these seasons is consistency. Like they can have periods where they look amazing, but then we all know that the slumps are coming. And it's never just one player, it's the whole team. And it's never any easier to understand how that all happens at once. Because it's bound to happen like with individual players. But as a team, all at the same time, it's just always weird. Super strange. It does feel like it happens to the Yankees more than other teams where one player starts going downhill. And I don't know what it is, but that shit's like contagious in the clubhouse (laughs) because they all start going downhill. And luckily enough, last season... There was a player that was fucking immune to all that, and that was Aaron Judge. He made the season worth it, in a way. I think at a point, we all knew, like, this team isn't good enough to win the World Series or even get far in the playoffs, but 
that boy Judge is making these games exciting because we're waiting to see that history with his 62 home runs. He ended up doing it. It was fun, but we were kind of expecting for that heartbreak in the playoffs to happen as it did. And back to what you were saying with the team itself, it's a problem we saw, we've seen before, and I think we all kind of see happening again. We're seeing a lot of the same questions that we had last year at the beginning of the season, which we'll get into, whether it comes from the actual hitting, fielding. I don't know. Are, are you looking forward to anything this season or not? Well, I don't want to go down a whole rabbit hole about the new rules with the pitch clock, all that stuff, the shift. But that's like the only thing of interest for watching the team at the start of the season. Of course, I'll be watching games. But as far as like being actually invested in it even like Bader is now injured who he was almost like a Rizzo scenario where he came over mid-year but even worse because Rizzo when he came over mid-season the year before last it was like we got half a season and then it's like all right let's see this year what he's like in a full season and Bader he was injured when he came over mid-season he didn't come back until later but looked good looked good in the playoffs but then you're like all right bet looking forward to seeing him play this year and now he's injured until like end of April or into May, whatever it is. And Rodon's injured, who was another big signing. Canely has some injury. It's just like, ah, oh, this is the same shit every year. Like, what changes? <laughs> and then meanwhile, like you were bringing up with the roster stuff, I don't know how much more I can talk about IKF and Donaldson <sighs> without just being a full broken record of, I wish they were off the team, especially because we have so many infielders who could take their spots. I don't know why just talking about this is stressing me out right now. <laughs> but, yeah, sad to see. And it kind of all mixes together. Like, the injuries to kind of what I want to see this season. Actually seeing these players you mentioned. I don't want to say get replaced, but give a chance to others. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you mentioned Josh Donaldson. You mentioned IKF had a whole season to prove what they could bring to the team and i get it i don't want to get into it there's money and getting paid x amount more than the people that are going to replace them if it's rookies or whatever and you don't want to throw away money whatever you're trying to win the game or not like that's what matters at the end of the day and it seems like no like money matters more well the yankees are always trying to be like the smartest in the room almost like the raise in a way and always trying to like get the most value for every single penny. Meanwhile, they're spending millions of dollars, like hundreds of millions of dollars on all these players. Of course, like I want to get the most value for things I spend my money on. But like you said, the end goal is to win, right? And if things aren't working, switch it up. It always comes back to bite them in the ass because it is true. They always try to be like the smartest. Doesn't seem like they want to change anything. They don't want to change players. They're kind of like being stubborn, whether... It's Boone, which we know it's not. It's more of a GM thing and analytics and how the team is being run. But throw the young kids out there, man. I really don't want to see Donaldson hit 195 again when we have other players. It could be DJ, someone we have. Like, just use them somewhere else. Glaber at second and then put Volpe or Peraza at short. Whatever it is, like, find other ways Whatever it is, like switch it up and they don't do that and it's so frustrating. The thing I'm looking forward to the most might not even happen. And that is seeing one or two of the young kids, the phenoms, the future of the Yankees come up. Whether it is Volpe, 
whether it's the magical, the myth, the legend, Jason Dominguez. The Martian. Who is absolutely tearing it up right now. Send Hicks to the moon, bring up Dominguez, like, he could platoon with Oswaldo Cabrera, like, I don't know. I'm not even against Volpe starting the very beginning of the year, like April, May, in AAA, because he hasn't had, like, a ton of reps there yet, but... We saw what they did with Peraza last year. They waited until like August, September, and they barely gave him any playing time. He had a very short leash. It's like you see the Braves and these other teams bringing up these young players. Michael Harris, the second, has been incredible. Vaughn Grissom was great. They said, Dansby, you could go to Chicago. We got Grissom at short. We'll see how that works out, but they give their young players a chance, and it works out, and they sign them to great deals. The Yankees don't do it any of that and it is frustrating because those young players are exciting to watch seeing Volpe also tear up spring training has been exciting but then in the back of your head you're also like yeah but when am I going to see this on the actual field as well yeah and I know we sound like probably whiners yeah being such Yankee fans like (laughs) I'm just complaining the whole time again we're the main character we're supposed to be the goat 27 rings yeah, exactly. Let, let's be Yankee fans, which is one of the reasons people hate the Yankees, because of the fans and we're being that. But it's one of those things where, like, I feel if you were a fan and your team was like this, you'd understand. Why don't we go just around the positions real quick and give any thoughts? We've talked about some of this, but at catcher, got Jose Trevino, a.k.a. Trevi, splitting duties with Higgy, a.k.a. Team USA's own Kyle Higashioka. Good duel, good splits. Not necessarily the best of hitters. They kind of go up and down, but they handle. Catcher position's been kind of like on a downfall all over the majors. There's only like three great catchers. Realmuto, Perez, and... Adley. Yeah, he's like a youngin. I mean, I'm comfortable with that duo behind the plate, especially Trevi was great last year, so... Yeah, for me, that's an easy pro. Light to solid. And at first... We got that man, Tony, Anthony Rizzo. We'll see, I feel like, a few other heads get a few starts at first. You might see DJ, maybe Oswaldo, but it's Rizzo's base as long as he's healthy. For me, that's an easy pro as well. I love Rizzo, even though he hasn't hit the best best. He hasn't hit bad, but not to his potential. He's still a threat. He still has great at-bats, and his fielding is A1, so yeah, that's an easy one. Well, he could also be someone who benefits the most from the shift as well. But yeah, I'm all for that. He's great on defense, great leader for the clubhouse. Love Rizzo. Solid pro. Labor, Labor Torres, our primary second baseman. And I think he had a solid year last year. I'm fine with him at second. The shortstop experiment with him a couple years ago did not work, but he seems much more comfortable at second. And second base is in a position where you get a lot of incredible player so lock that in yeah i think he's for sure lock you will see other people get tries at that you might even see ikf there believe it or not a few times yeah you could see ikf peraza cabrera volpe if he comes up dj yeah dj yeah any of them that's the base that could see the most people but it is labors technically like he should get the most reps i like him i'll still go like a light pro with a potential to go solid because he's one of those where like he's all about how he's feeling that's how he's gonna hit Mm -hmm. that boy goes on the field and he's not smiling that might be a bad day if you see that boy smiling jumping around dancing he might hit three bombs 
that's just kind of how he is. Flavor like goes between like an emo kid and a happy puppy or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not very much in between. He's like <laughs> one of those two. But I, I still like him. I still think he has a lot of potential to be a great player. Then we go to shortstop, though. <laughs> the most controversial position in the whole team. I mean, what are we saying here? Do we think KF is starting more games than Peraza? Volpe? Like, <laughs> I don't even know how to go about this. <laughs> I think uh, Peraza will get... I don't know if I even want to say most of the starts, but I think that'll be his main position. Like, sometimes going over to second... I think IKF will definitely get reps there and might even like evenly platoon. They are also trying IKF out in center. By the way, ridiculous to me. I know. <laughs> every time I hear that report, I'm like, I really fucking hope not. I mean, it's only because of the Bader injury and stuff, but still, I agree. But Volpe, I mean, I wish he would come up to me. I think at best it'll be another August, September thing. But it also really depends like how injuries go, how healthy everyone is, how they need to juggle the roster and everything. So it's very up in the air. But I think if those people are still healthy, then yeah, Volpe won't be till later, if anything. I don't know. It's just confusing all around. Like, even if Praza and Volpe were platooning, like, I'd be fine with that. They each get their time and maybe Cabrera here and there. But as it is, I feel super uncomfortable. Mm hmm. No, same. I, I didn't even know how to answer that. I would have to go with a solid con right now. Obviously, this is something that at the end of the year, we could have a completely different answer depending how things turn out, who plays, how they perform. However, if it is IKF, solid, it's a major con. <laughs> and believe it or not, I'm not even giving the biggest great to Volpe. I kind of want Peraza to have the job and give him all the chances he needs because we gave all the chances to IKF last season that I feel like Peraza at the very least deserves a shot. And he showed that he has like a way higher ceiling than IKF could have. So that's one of the things I'm hoping for in the season. Also, the Yankees literally have said IKF is a stopgap. They're done with him after this year. Peraza, you're trying to grow into a prospect either for your team or if you want to trade him. And like, I get that you're spending $6 million this year for IKF, whatever. But is that really going to be what dictates this important position? I mean, you can't just repeat last year. That was awful. It's nothing against him as a person, but it's hurting the team. Have him be a utility player. He can be that. He could be a super utility player. The kid has talent in him. Yeah, I'm fine with him on the bench as a util. No problem. Just like you said, give Peraza more reps. But let's move on to third where... Another shaky one. <laughs> At the very least, Donaldson should be like a backup to DJ. Come on. You got too many people right now in the infield. We're paying him $20 million, $25 million, whatever it is. The Yankees should have never taken on that contract to begin with, but here we are. But you're also paying DJ money too, and you're just not going to really use him or only like sparing spots as backups for other people and occasional DH like... I don't know. And then you also have Cabrera who could play third if you need. And JD is good on defense. Don't have any arguments there, but his bat was atrocious. And maybe if you want to give him a few weeks, a month, whatever. It is what it is. But he cannot have all season again this year. 
because that whole left side of the infield with him and IKF last year was just brutal and made it one of the most unpleasant and frustrating reasons to watch. Yeah. I guess what I would hate to see the most is both of them playing. Choose. (laughs) They can't both be on the field at once. At that point, the team is just showing, like, we're okay with running the same team. We're okay with doing the same mistakes. We're okay with not listening to all the fans and whatever. That's, like, my biggest nightmare for the season. Donaldson himself, not a bad fielder. A little bit of an upgrade from what we've had. Or maybe not, because I like Gio. But he's solid. He has potential. This is Donaldson. Literally an MVP winner. He's obviously not worth the money. But there is that upside. Like, he can just be a better hitter. And he's already okay fielder. Like, he's actually better than okay of a fielder. But maybe he could find something in his hitting, and that puts him on the slightly pro side. So I'm going to just go neutral. But yeah, overall for the infield, they got to figure this out. Maybe it'll work itself out, but you can't just plan for that. So I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But not feeling the most comfortable with the left side, even though we have good options. And not even just the infield. That whole left side of the field is looking shaky (laughs) because let's go to left field where right now is Hicks. Yeah, with Cabrera behind him. If it's Hicks, it's not just the fielding. We've seen him look silly out there, literally dropping regular fly balls. Just did one recently in spring training. We saw it last season. He's kind of like lost confidence. It's kind of weird. I don't even know what's up with Hicks. I don't hate him as a player. This is not the best option again. Swaldo's going to bring you that hustle, a slightly better bat, I think. Obviously, that could go up and down for both players. But again, it's one of those money things, again, with this player, where like I think they're trying to play him because they're paying him a lot. I'd go Swaldo, like to solid, and Hicks, I'm more on the neutral side, but I don't know. Yeah, Hicks, he's had good moments, like even that home run against the Astros. And even on defense, like he used to be kind of a wizard like that diving catch against the twins and that Ruko call and he's had flashes of it but I think he's past that I think this contract was too long and now they just don't want to dump him or can't find a place it's similar to JD like I'm sure they want to give him a chance to start the season and whatever April throw him out there platoon with Oswaldo but I just don't see it becoming anything good (laughs) I'd rather have the young kid in there he's also just like a really fun player to watch and i love his energy so i mean both of the oswald oswaldo bros i like praza we haven't seen as much of his personality yet i think he was still settling in and then going over to center we mentioned that's where harrison bader will be playing but he's injured right now we'll see what they do they might play judge in center for a while maybe hicks or cabrera goes over but we also could see like Rafael Ortega or Willie Calhoun or even Florio possibly come up to fill in some gaps in left or center, who knows. But once Bader does come back, I am excited for that. Fit in with the team well. He seemed like a good leader, a good teammate. Yeah, center field, I don't worry about it too much, even though it kind of is a problem right now because of the situation. But Bader was a great addition to the team. Super exciting. Love his style of play. Hopefully comes back and is solid. I'm not a hater on the judge option at center field. I know a lot of people get afraid of it. It's more room for injuries and whatnot. But I feel like every time he plays it, he plays a 
weird like conservative center field where like he's mm. not going super crazy but he still makes the plays don't get me wrong he looks comfortable out there so as long as he's cool with it he's happy out there again doesn't fucking want to make every play i'm cool with it yeah i'm not too worried about center field not much to say about right field judges chamber right field short porch is one of the easiest pros to give and one of the positions we have the least to worry about yeah and even Giancarlo Stanton is supposed to get some run out there as well at least for the home games so I don't know we'll see how much they actually do that but yeah Judge was like the big question in a way of the offseason like would he return he was a free agent he got courted by Giants Padres a bunch of people even got offered like 400 mil plus by the Padres but credit to Hal he made it happen so bringing Judge back is obviously a pro, and right field is a pro. That being said, this lineup doesn't look that different at all from last year. So there's limited things to be excited about, which is why we're talking about some of these young prospects too, to give some new life, since we didn't bring in too many other people. But speaking of additions also, switching over to the pitching side, we could just quickly hit the rotation and bullpen added Carlos Rodon, one of the premier free agents to our rotation, already injured, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. It does help to round it out with Cole as the opening day starter. Nestor, Sevi, Montas got injured also, which is just not even worth talking about at this point. And Domingo Clark. But yeah, overall for the rotation, I was feeling decent about it now with the injuries i'm like it'll still be solid but i know pitching is a little bit of a worry but i'm not too bad last year they held their own and i don't expect anything less this year if anything maybe a little better and then there's the bullpen which i feel like we've been kind of lucky to have for Mm -hmm. honestly a lot of yankee history shout out mariano and after that wasn't always as good as it was because we didn't have that power closer we did for like a year or two of solid chapman but even without having that superstar closer we've had solid pitching whether we grew them or we just somehow cashman found a way to get them from other teams the clay holmes is the chad greens the loizagas have been super solid and people pay a lot of money to have pitching like that they hold their own to say the least Well, they also find guys who aren't super tapped into yet and then turn them into like amazing pitchers or say, this is your best pitch, focus on that. Like what happened with Clay Holmes at the beginning of the year last year, or even Wandy Peralta, who was a huge person last year and counting on to be another big arm this year, they got for basically nothing from the Giants for like Talkman and Tyro Strada or something. Michael King. Yeah, a bunch of people that could have been all-stars or were all-stars. It's not... A section of the team that I'm worried about at all. Solid pro easily. Yeah, I mean, even without uh, shut it and forget it closer, maybe Holmes will go back into that, but still got Wandy, Marinaccio, Luizaga, Trevino, Michael King return, like you said. There's a bunch of people who are nasty, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, there are a bunch of scrappy relievers. That pretty much covers the whole field. Again, a lot of room to see a lot of the same things we saw last season. Hopefully not. And a lot of room to possibly see the growth and the change in the team that we want to see. And yeah, so we'll do some check-ins here and there throughout the season. I don't know how often, 
depends how it goes. And that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. You could find me at Jack from Summer, Summer with an O, on everything. And I'm Kev. You could find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. 2024, still 27 rings. Damn. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>